Welcome back to Billiken Babble. It's me, Carter Chapley, coming back at you again with our next preview. The Billikens are coming off of a bit of a heartbreaking loss at Memphis. You lose 90-74. to You don't compete the way you hope you do. But you saw a lot of really positive things, and I encourage you to go read my piece on Scoops with Danny Mac, talking about all those positive things and those positive outcomes you saw from those guys. But sign of a good team is a team who can bounce back, and they have a chance to back, bounce back quick in the first game against Mercer in the Cancun Challenge at Chaffetz Arena. And so I brought in my friend Justin Baxley. He's from the Telegraph in Macon, Georgia, and he covers the Bears football he covers the bears basketball and he does a whole lot of other things for them let's get to that now we are now joined by our new friend on billigan babble with carter and friends justin baxley justin how are you today i'm doing well man staying busy uh we've got a lot of sports going on right now Football, basketball, everything's kind of kind of hitting at once. Justin is our expert on all things Mercer athletics. He was telling me before this interview they got the conference championship for football coming up. That's the first time Mercer's played in that. And basketball seems to be hitting their stride in, in a little bit of in a little bit of a way here. Justin, who are you, and uh, what's going on down in uh, Macon? Yes, um, I'm actually a, a former Mercer grad myself. Um, went there from 2013 to 20. 20- uh, 17 and so I've got to see this team pretty much from from the time they beat Duke uh, which that happened my freshman year um, till now and so um, been able to follow them through a coaching change and all that kind of stuff and um, you know I've been working at the Telegraph and Macon for uh, the last three years or so and um, you know had the opportunity to to cover a lot of really cool stuff from the Masters to to college football and all that all that fun stuff and so covering this mercer basketball team man is a ton of fun though they're this is a fun group of kids and um definitely starting to see some some good coming out of this program after a couple i wouldn't say down years but but compared to what they have been in the past yeah it was, it's been a little bit, bit of a, a rocky road here the last few years so tell us about that so it seems like i, I think this is what coach greg gary's third season with the team where where are they now that he's kind of been established? So last year they actually ended up playing in the conference title game, um, in the SoCon title game, um, and they got beat. But like they were never supposed to be there. Um, it was a team that you know came in pretty under, like you know not a, not a one or a two seed. They were like a five or a six seed, and they went on a run. They did you know catch some some teams you know sleeping a little bit, and then. Um, they've got some, they've got pieces um, that are starting to form and you can kind of see them. He's starting to build out the roster the way he wants it. There was obviously some holdovers from the Bob Hoffman era, uh, including guys like Ross Cummings. And, you know, he was one of their best scorers over the last four or five years and uh, he's gone now. Um, but what, what, what kind of that's allowed them to do is free up some minutes for, for some of those folks that, that coach Gary has brought in. Um, and they they play a very fast paced three point. They love to they love to put up the three ball. Um, Felipe Hase um, is one of those guys. I mean he's he's a pretty big dude to to be jacking up a ton of threes. I think he's like a six nine power forward, uh, small forward kind of combo kind of guy. And the other night they played against Winthrop and he put up forty one. Um, and a lot of that was just his ability to shoot the three ball. He went seven of nine from downtown, which is 
you know, for a, for a big guy, one of their bigger players, for him to be able to go out and do that is pretty phenomenal. And it just shows that, like, this is a team that has a ton of talent that is just learning to gel. And if it's anything similar to what they did last year, this is a team that will once again potentially compete for a conference championship. They didn't play great in the regular season last year. They, you know, they had their moments where you could see like the talent was there, but they didn't always put it together for a sustained period. Once they got in that conference tournament, they were able to go on, on, a, on a roll. And that that's kind of what I see with this team again this year. They lost a couple key pieces. So it'll take some while, take a little while for this team to gel. Um, again, they, they, they lose in that 41 point effort from Felipe Hase because he and Naftali Alvarez are, are, were, were carrying the load. I think they scored, they scored 85 points total. And I want to say those two combined for 69 of the 85. And so they've just got to get, they've just got to get something from some of those younger players that are, are just getting into kind of playing college basketball for the first time. So it would be fair to say that what they're looking for is their third guy. They need they need the next guy. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's pretty much, and it doesn't have to be one guy. If they could get a third guy each night, it could be a different guy on that roster because it is relatively deep. Deep. Um, James Glisson is a is a player. I want to say they when they played against Arkansas, he was their leading scorer. He outscored Felipe and Neftali in that game. Um, I want to they put up twelve points in that game against Arkansas. They lost it by thirteen, but Mercer had a ten point lead like right around halftime in that they came out and I think they kind of kind of woke Arkansas up a little bit I, I don't think Arkansas realized they were going to be in such a dogfight from from the opening tip you're right I think it is about finding the third guy but that third guy doesn't have to be a consistent third guy it can be you know James Glisson one night it can be Sean Walker Jr. one night it can be Kamar Robertson one night so the main thing is make sure you get the top two guys and Felipe um, Hase and Naftali Alvarez as long as they play well and they can get a third person in there. I think this is a team that can, can like I said, can compete for a conference title and potentially get into the, the tournament this year. Mercer is now one and three on the season. They played two tight games against Winthrop and Arkansas with their win being over Life University. But what it kind of seems like to me, and you can tell me if I'm right or wrong, this is a team who can kind of sneak up on you. You have to take them seriously or they're going to punish you. Yeah, so this is a team that, especially like looking at last year, if you can, if you go back to last year, they did that quite a few times where they were playing teams that probably, and they beat a Georgia Tech team last year. And this is, again, before things kind of started to gel for them. They beat Georgia Tech, who maybe is not as good as they once were, but it's still an ACC program. It's still, you know, um, a program that's still pretty well thought of in college basketball. There's a, they, were, they beat Georgia State. Um, they knocked off, you know, a couple other teams in in conference that maybe uh, people didn't really give them a shot against. Um, they played really well against teams like Wofford, who, you know, if you're a college basketball fan, you know, that's a team that makes the college – I mean, the, the tournament, you know, at least two, three times every four years. Um, there's been a little bit of a change in the guard in the SOCOM where UNCG has been the team to kind of beat the last couple of years. But I would say that if there was a team out there that's that's played against UNCG, uh, played well against UNCG, it's been Mercer. They lost last year to them 77-74, and they had another game where they, they only lost that conference title game by eight. And it's a team that shouldn't be – where they are already, but they but they are. And so you don't expect this team to be able to go out and compete with an Arkansas team um, in the second game of the season. 
or I mean, Winthrop is not a bad program. We've seen them be a, a, a fixture in the college basketball tournament pretty much since I've been born. So you've got a couple pro, really good programs on that schedule where they lost by one to Winthrop in overtime, and then they lost by 13 to, to a good Arkansas team, who I'm not mistaken was an Elite Eight team last year. Obviously, they lost some, some folks off of that squad, but they're still a top 25 team. And for Mercer – to hold an eight-point lead at halftime, they it was up to ten at, at right before half. For them to kind of have that kind of ability to sneak up on a program like Arkansas shows they can compete with anyone. It's about finishing out these games, which I think may they may not be there yet to be able to finish off a win against an Arkansas, or you know finish off a win against a you know top twenty-five program. But they're a team that can hang around with a top twenty-five program and. As many people know, in a, in a tournament, it's about three-point shooting, and it's about the ability to just hang around long enough to go on one run at the end and maybe knock off, you know, a giant, so to speak. We're here with Justin Baxley of The Telegraph in Macon, Georgia. The Bears are going to head north to Chaffetz Arena as the first game of the Cancun Challenge. What is going to be their biggest challenge, do you think? What is Mercer's biggest challenge for their team? I really think we've kind of hit on it already. It's that third option. If the Billikens are able to slow down Felipe Hase and Neftali Alvarez, who is it for Mercer that can step up? Who is going to, you know, kind of capture that that role potentially as the third guy on that given night? Or we may end up seeing a, a third option like James Glisson just kind of emerge as the guy, as the third guy. So that'll be interesting to watch to see if 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 St. Louis is able to take one of those two guys away. I don't know where Mercer's other firepower can come from because um, we just haven't seen it this year. We've seen Mercer's ability to play well for stretches. Um, they obviously played really well in the first half against Arkansas. Um, and then I believe it was in the um, in that Winthrop game, it was the second half they exploded. Um, or sorry, it was also the first half. They let they let Winthrop get back in it in the second half, but they had an 11 point lead in the first half against Winthrop. So if you're if you kind of look at that, it, it's about if Mercer starts hot, which they've done the last two meaningful games, can they correct some of the problems they've had so far in the second half? So if St. Louis comes out and plays really, you know, even if they get down 10 or 11 at halftime to to Mercer. We've seen the evidence that a team can come back pretty pretty easily so far. Um, and that's just, you know, this is a young team. They're not used to playing necessarily with a lead. It's easy maybe for a coach to come into the half and go, look, we, you know, they're clearly here to play. we got to wake up. And so I think that's kind of what you've seen so far um, with this with this Mercer, Mercer squad through the first couple of meaningful games. Because, um, again, I, I don't know that you can get a read off of the Life University game and off of the Fort Valley State game just because – I believe both are NAI schools. And so it's tough to say, you know, like they're supposed to win those games by 30 or 40 points versus with Winthrop and Arkansas, they're not supposed to necessarily be in those games. For Mercer to go out and win, they're going to have to find a third guy that can light it up with Felipe Hase and Neftali Alvarez. And then I think it's just about can they, if they grab momentum early, can they maintain the momentum? Now we're going to look a little forward here. What would be a successful season? for this Mercer basketball team? Is it NCAA or bust or are the expectations a little lower than that? I would say it's a little lower. I mean, I think that they arrived probably two to three years earlier than expected to the conference championship game a year ago. Um, 
I think that if you had told anybody last year they'd be playing for, for a chance to go to the NCAA tournament um, at this time last year, everybody would have told you you were crazy. They they only lost that game by eight points. And so the expectations have obviously risen from what they were a year ago. But I think it's still really unfair to expect this to be an NCAA team or bust. The Southern Conference is one of the deeper conferences, I think, in college basketball in the sense that, like, it's really there's like five to six really solid teams. And then even the bottom of the conference can go out and upset anybody on any given day. Just in terms of one of the, you know, the, I guess, lower conferences, it's not a, not a power five conference by any means or even a group of five conference. But if you look at the SOCON, they've got a history of, of getting in the tournament and either scaring the daylights out of somebody or, you know, it, they're always competitive. And so, and, and you even look down the schedule of some of these SOCON teams when we get done with non-conference play, you can always find at least one to two upsets on probably the top four teams in the conference's schedule. You know, they'll they'll go out and beat like a Villanova or something. Um, there's always somebody in this conference that goes out and beats a team where you where you just don't expect it. And so I think it's hard to expect this Mercer team to say NCAA tournament or bust. But I do think that if, if they end up bringing back, because I know last year they canceled a lot of the, the other postseason tournaments due to COVID, I think um, CBI, stuff like that, that's more, I would think is more realistic. Um, NIT would even be a really solid start for this program. Just to get postseason experience, I think, is the, is the key. I think it's a young team. Um, you don't expect them to do well necessarily in these conference tournaments. And so if they can get one to two conference tournament wins, play in the semifinals or the finals again, and then go to one of the other, um, I guess, lower tournaments, that will be really, really good season for this, this group. Sounds like a program on the rise. That has been Justin Baxley of The Telegraph. Thank you so much for joining us here, Justin. Appreciate you having me, buddy. Another thank you to our new friend Justin Baxley from the Telegraph in Macon, Georgia for taking the time to talk a little Mercer basketball with us. And I thought he gave a really interesting look at what the Mercer Bears are going to bring to shape its arena and what the Billikens can expect. They're going to bring those two stars in Philippe Passe and Neftali Alvarez, and they hope that they can get a third guy to show up. Now, do I think the Billikens probably have enough defensive weapons and enough firepower to kind of outmatch that? I mean, that's what happened to them against Winthrop. That's what happened against Arkansas. Uh, teams realized what they had to do to stop them, and they stopped them. And so I think the Billikens are probably going to have a game plan knowing that. And this, if this is a close game late, that's a huge problem for this team. And that's you might be seeing some snowballing effect from the Memphis game. But looking forward to it. Saturday, 4 p.m., Chaffetz Arena, and then the team heads south to uh, Cancun. So take care of each other, and go Bills. Go Bills.